Welcome to the Modern Girl Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Parsons. I'm a certified holistic health coach, intuitive eating specialist, and health at every size advocate. Cozy up with me each week for empowering conversations with ambitious women as we share real stories around our relationships with food, body, and moving through life in the modern world. Hello, my love. Welcome back to another episode of the Modern Girl Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Parsons. If this is your first time on the show, welcome, or not on the show, rather, listening to the show. I'm so happy you're here. I am so excited about the guest that we have on today, Miss Monica Watson from Berlin Skin. And you may have seen me mention this product on Instagram, or perhaps you've seen me give them a shout out in my weekly email that I send out every Sunday. Um, They have been a brand favorite for a long time, and I'll I'll explain why in just a moment. But before I before I get into the conversation with Monica, I just want to pause and tell you how grateful I am for all of the love and support that has been pouring in for the podcast over this past week with the challenge. It it's just so much fun going through this with everybody and celebrating nine months, I think it's been doing this show and just the mission and the message and the purpose behind all of these conversations. Um, it, it really means so much. And if you have no, no idea what I'm talking about, that's okay. There's still time to jump in and celebrate and have fun. What we are doing is running a 12-day challenge, December 1st through December 12th, where we are partnering with some podcast guests that have been on the show before and really boosting engagement and getting reviews and spreading the love. There's lots of fun prizes and freebies and, and things that are happening over these 12 days. And if you want to participate, all you have to do is leave a review for the show. So on this show page on iTunes, assuming that's where you're listening, you're going to scroll down, scroll down to the very bottom, and then you'll see an option to write a review. Write a review, take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram, and you'll be entered to win one of the amazing prizes from our guests. We have workshops, we have meditation bundles, we have books, we have different product offerings, we have workbooks, um, so many amazing things that these guests have generously gifted. And, and it's just so heartwarming to have everybody come together and celebrate in this way. So that's how you enter. All of the information will be in the show notes for this episode as well too, but you can also just hop on over to my Instagram at Caitlin Parsons, look at the stories for the day, and you can get a a peek at which guests we're featuring for the day. All right, Monica Watson. This girl is one of my favorite people. We met a couple of years ago and it just has been so much fun watching her journey as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as a mom. And she has one of the biggest hearts. I didn't know anything about her body body image story before this podcast conversation. And so it was so it was so humbling to just get to sit down and, and have a one-on-one with her and, and hear this part of her life. Monica is the founder and creator of Berlin Skin, 
which is a clean, gender-neutral skincare brand that creates botanical products for the face, body, and mind. Monica is also a wife, mom, and cat mom. She loves coffee, skincare, and running Berlin Skin along her amazing team of smart and inspiring women. She believes in pursuing rest as a lifestyle and hopes that her brand encourages others to do the same. We talk a lot about that in our conversation today. The concept of rest, why it's so challenging sometimes, how to get more of it without feeling bad. That's a big, big piece of the puzzle, the rest puzzle. Uh, How she has added it into her life in a way that flows and makes sense and feels good. And Some other things that we talk about in the conversation that you might be interested in, Monica's personal body image story as it relates to her own skin and battling an autoimmune disease when she was growing up, how she got to a place where she was really able to build trust with her body and take care of herself in a way that worked for her, not what she was used to hearing other people tell her to do and and really find healing in a deep, meaningful, profound way. We talk all about her experience with that. We talk about her experience with cystic acne as an adult and when that came up, how it impacted her body image, her confidence, her body trust, all of those things. And of course, we get into Berlin Skin, how she started her business, where this even came from. I love the story around Berlin Skin. It's it's so fabulous. And One of my favorite parts of this entire conversation, I'm curious to see how this lands with you too. Send me an Instagram DM if you feel the same. But one of my favorite parts of Monica's story is something that her dad told her when she was a little girl. And we've talked about dads on this show before and how they impact body image, but this this is something that I hadn't heard before. And it just really, I, I've still, I've thought about it so much since we've had this conversation. And so I'm just excited for you to hear it as well too. And I, I just, I love hearing her relationship with her dad and how her dad influenced her body image in such a positive way, because I don't think that's something that we talk nearly enough about, especially as women and bringing men into this conversation as well too and their role in the body image story in our culture and our society. So can't wait for you to hear that. If you love this podcast, share it with a friend. Of course, jump into the gift away, win some fun prizes, leave a review. Even if you don't want to enter the gift away and you just love the show and you want to show your support this holiday season or are just sitting there wondering, how do I get involved? How do I become a part of the podcast family or just feel like I have some something a little bit more related to just listening every week, this is the best way you can do that by leaving a review, a heart, heart-centered heart written review. And I love reading them. One final thing before we hop into our chat, if you want to buy Berlin Skin products, definitely use the discount code that they are giving us. We'll pop this into the show notes, but it is Modern Girl. I'm just looking at my notes. Aha, it is Modern Girl X Berlin Skin. So again, we'll have this in the show notes, but this is going to get you 20% off their products. I personally love their Blue Tansy Cream. They just came out with this earlier in the year, like a couple of months ago, and it is a deeply hydrating, 
moisturizer. It just, it smells so good. It's made my skin feel so good, especially in these drier months. I also love their eye cream and just their general face moisturizer as well too. It, their products are just great. They are my favorite to use and I don't doubt that they will soon be yours too if you don't use them already. All right, my love, I appreciate you so much. I hope you love this conversation and I will talk to you soon. Monica Watson, hello, love. Hello. Hello, hello, dear friend. Thank you so much for being on our show today. I'm, I'm so stoked to have this conversation with you and, and also just to catch up. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's truly an honor. And I love how both of our journeys have just kind of brought us here today where we can sit even remotely and um, have a conversation. So I'm really looking forward to this. Mm, me too. Absolutely. Let's jump in. Is that okay with you? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So first question that we always ask on the show is your body awareness moment. So can you just share what that moment looked like for yourself? The moment that you realized, Hey, I'm in a body and this means something in the world that I'm living in good, bad, indifferent. What did it look like for you? Yeah. I think the first thing that comes to mind is, um, my middle school years. I actually spent quite a few of those years really sick and um, I was diagnosed with a autoimmune disease, sort of out of nowhere, had been healthy my whole life. Um, and I mean, I would miss months of school just in bed. Um, it, it hit my body really, really hard. And I think of that moment just in light of um, the devastation that I felt that my body was failing me and there didn't feel like there was anything that I could do about it. And I think back at that time, um, and in a sense, I'm sort of grateful for it because I, I felt like um, I had to grow up a little bit. And I was about 11 or 12. Uh, but it, I was asking some really hard questions, you know, even to my parents at that time. Like, why is this happening to my body? How did this happen? How do we heal it? How do we make it better? How do we make the pain go away? Um, and so you know, as sad as that is, I think that today I don't take my health for granted. Thankfully, I've had a really healthy adulthood. I've been able to manage the disease a lot um, for, the, for the most part. And I think it's really built in this sense of uh, gratitude just for each day that I have that's healthy. And so that's the first thing that, that kind of comes to mind. I mean, the other one is um, later on in life when, I mean, you know, my story about getting cystic acne and just how devastating that was on a physical level. It's really painful, but also emotional too. So I think of, of those two, um, experiences, the sort of defining moments in my body image story and, um, has kind of led me to where I am today. And, you know, a lot of the things that I talk about when it comes to skincare, internal health, um, a holistic approach to uh, living, and then just beauty in general and um, having a, a healthy lifestyle and what that looks like for me. Mm. So, uh, autoimmune disease at 11, that's so young. So young. Oh my gosh. What? Can you share a little bit more about that? What, what type of autoimmune condition did you have and what were some of the, the symptoms that you were experiencing at that time? 
Sure. Yeah. So mine is actually very rare. It's even more rare in the States and it's even more rare in women. So uh, as you can imagine, and I was growing up in, um, you know, a fairly small city. So my parents were, you know, at a loss as well, trying to find me help. And then you're trying to find specialists who even know that this disease has a name and is a thing. So I think I can imagine now being a mom that it was heartbreaking for them too. Um, but just like any autoimmune disease, basically your body's attacking itself, right? So, and that's the response that's happening in, in your body. And, um, I mean, to this day, we don't, there's not a lot of research around, um, why certain people get it and why people don't, but it's pretty horrific. I mean, I was getting ulcers in all different parts of my body in my mouth, in my throat areas, not even worth talking about, but, um, really, really painful. Um, and that's the main system, uh, symptom. And then you're just really, really tired. Mm. Uh, so it feels like you can't get out of bed. Um, and there was even some, I'm thinking about it now, just sort of like some embarrassment around getting the disease, right? Because I could talk about it with my parents and then the doctors, but you know, my peers at school just knew that I was sick, you know, and wasn't coming to school anymore. But other than that, like, I didn't want to talk about what was happening um, symptom-wise. I just wanted to get better. And so, you know, I was on a lot of drugs, too, to kind of try and manage it. And so, you know, prednisone, if you're familiar with that, like steroids. And I'm thankful for the medicine that we have and that there's treatment that way. But I, I do think that some of the other health stuff that I've experienced um, in adulthood is because of what I went through, um, you know, in adolescence with this disease. And I think the drugs probably really did take a toll on my body. And so a lot of, you know, what I've focused on in um, my 20s and now my 30s is trying to take a, a more of a holistic approach and, and heal some of the damage that was done because I think that those were really hard on my gut, which we know is like so important <laughs> gut health just for your overall health as a human being. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, it's interesting too. We, and I'm, I'm a big fan of having balance when it comes to like treatments and medicine between like Western and Eastern medicine. Like, I feel like I'm pretty neutral. I, I see a place for both, but there was no conversation at the time around like lifestyle, diet, stress, anything that would be playing into why this might be happening in my body. And I mean, I didn't have the intelligence to think those things up on my own. Like maybe there's a natural solution or maybe we should look at my body as a whole, what's really going on instead of just drugging me up. And, um, now I, I mean, fast forward where I'm at now, I'm super passionate about the holistic health world and seeing your entire body as, you know, one system and, um, systems that work together. Mm -hmm. But I really wish that I would have had some of that education or just people maybe asking those questions of, you know, let's, let's, what's the root? Like, why is this happening? And, I think back now and I've always been, even at that age, even as a child, like a very driven person and, uh, 
you could say maybe a perfectionist and also a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. And we've got a I lot just, of those in this community, <laughs> <laughs> myself, in, myself included, recovering perfectionist. Right, <laughs> recovering for sure. And I just think, you know, did that stress and pressure that was so self-inflicted that I was putting on myself to perform, um, did that play into it? Mm-hmm. And I, I think the answer today is for sure a yes. And I think my parents saw some of that too. Like they were very conscious after this sort of first episode of me getting sleep, um, me getting rest and trying not to, to stress. And so I think there were some positive messages coming from my family in light of that. Like they recognized um, how some of that was maybe playing into, you know, a, a flare up happening on my body. But now, you know, knowing what I know, I just, I don't know. I I love talking about this stuff with people and I, I want to give, I have a a son now he's, he's almost two. Like I want to give him that sort of perspective on when he thinks about his body and health that it's not, we don't just treat the symptom, right. Even though there's a place for that, like in, in healing, um, let's think about like, how is our emotional health? How is our physical health? How are we mentally? Um, Because I think it's, I believe it's one ecosystem. And if one part is, is off, then it starts affecting the other parts of the body. I couldn't agree more. And I am so passionate about talking about that as well. And it, it resonated with me so much when you mentioned that this just wasn't a conversation we were having back then because you and I are around the same age. And I, I have experiences like this myself where it, it was very physically driven and just the symptom mm-hmm. at its core. And so I'm curious, just hearing your story about feeling that embarrassment with your autoimmune disease, what did, what did your emotional and mental health look like at the time? Did you have a group of friends? Were you, were you feeling like you were included in things or what was, what was going on in that capacity for you? Hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. I had one friend. <laughs> Sometimes that's I all had, you need. Yeah, I had one good friend in middle school. And, you know, the years beyond that, too, I had a really solid, good group of friends. I grew up in a really healthy environment when it came to body image. And I always had a lot of confidence. Mm. And I'm really thankful for that. Um, and so there were, I mean, I have an amazing dad and, and he would always reaffirm images about beauty and body image that were just so positive. And so I don't think there were really any ever insecurities, but there was, again, just this self-inflicted pressure to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And I think that there was probably some like obsessive tendencies too, like getting so caught up in that and feeling like I could never fail. And I don't know why that was. I don't, I don't think that pressure was coming from my family. Um, I really just think it's my personality because <laughs> obviously it doesn't ever go away. I still deal with it today, but it's night and day as far as, um, the health, the healthy place that I'm in now. But I mean, I, I a hundred percent believe that 
that had to to do with the disease, you know, coming on. Yeah, it, it's I sad. Mean, it makes so much sense to me, and um, God, this is like such an amazing opportunity for self compassion, especially when we when we talk about our younger selves. And I mean, perfectionism is rooted in this fear of not belonging right? It's, it's rooted in this fear of being judged and shamed by our peers and our community because we're designed to be a part of communities. And so to hear the emotions coming up around your autoimmune disease, I look at this and think, oh my gosh, of course. Like, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard anybody articulate it like you are right now in your story. But, mm-hmm. and I've actually never had the thought around autoimmune conditions and perfectionism, but just from hearing you explain it this way, it makes complete sense to me. Um, Totally. And, you know, I basically, the last 12 years, haven't had, I mean, I could count them on one hand as far as like um, flare-ups go, and they've been very, very mild. And one of them was during pregnancy. Um, But they are nothing like what I first experienced. And it's because I am so intentional about my health now. Mm. And I've done a lot of work um, around my mental health too. And what I'm eating, the amount of stress that I'm allowing into my life, just everything. I mean, I'm, I'm a totally different person, but at that age, you don't have that sort of self-awareness to take care of yourself in that way. Right. So... I mean, I think that that's proof alone. I'm so thankful that, um, and I can't take, you know, full credit for being healthy. Like I'm just, I hold it with a hand open with gratitude um, for being in, in the place that I'm in now. But it, you know, it's definitely night and day. And I think that, yeah, it just speaks to sort of the evidence of, you know, me not being able to, notice that I was even a perfectionist or even call that out at the age of 12. Um, but my, my body dealing with all of those emotions and having to put them somewhere. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And it's self-protection and, and, you know, it's just our, our body moving into that resilience mode and perfectionism, you know, our, our body and our mind and our emotional health moving into that resilience mode. And so, um, yeah, it, it makes sense. And I'm, I'm also curious, just the comment that you made about your dad really displaying this positive relationship around women's bodies or just bodies in general. What, what do you mean by that? What, what, were, what were some of the things that you were noticing that really helped you build a healthy relationship and, and the mm. confidence that you're sharing? Yeah. Well, I was really close Uh, with both my parents growing up, but especially him. And he's just the most likable, amazing man that you'll ever meet. Um, Definitely a hero in my life. But from as far back, like the earliest memories that I have, as far back as I can remember, um, I guess I was a cute kid. So people would compliment me on my looks and come up to me and be like, oh my gosh, you know, what what a beautiful child. And I just remember my dad saying consistently, I'm not kidding, my entire life growing up, but especially when I was a kid, he would say, thank you. Um, and especially on the inside. Oh, I love that. And, you know, I, I would kind of just like be shy and not really know what that meant. But over time, I, I realized what he was saying. And so 
he really would just affirm over and over again, like, it's okay to have outward beauty and you are beautiful, sweetie. And that's great. But what is most important um, is being beautiful on the inside and, you know, things like kindness, right? Being a kind person and having a good heart and being gracious and compassionate. Um, and so I just, that was a message that was just ingrained to me, ingrained into me and has really like, I think made me who I am today. Um, in the way that I am in my, the way that I am in my relationships, the way that I run my business, the way I see the world and other people, Mm. um, and, you know, seeing people not as just this physical being, but having a spirit too. Right. And that had these people that have their own story and their own pain and their own struggles. Um, and it really just, I think came down to, he, he raised me as a, um, person with empathy. Yeah. So yeah. Oh my gosh. Dad, get him on the show. (laughs) (laughs) You totally would. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He totally would. (laughs) That is amazing. And it, it truly, you know, we've gotten to know each other over the years and I didn't know this about you and you know, as well as your story that you're sharing so far, I didn't know any of this about you. And that is just such a strong, testament to your character and the woman that you are and how you lead your business and how you treat your friends. And just like you said, your relationships, I I can absolutely vouch for that. And it Mm -hmm. makes so much sense. And it's such a beautiful story. Um, and so powerful too, you know, one of the, one of the goals that I have with this show, because a lot of women who are listening to it are, kind of on the fence deciding whether or not they'll have kids or perhaps they are pregnant or trying to get pregnant or in the early stages of childhood or different, different phases in terms of motherhood or just considering it at least. And I think that there is such a beautiful opportunity to demonstrate how we can lead by example for the girls that we're raising, whether they're our own, whether they're our friends, our nieces, and just just really use this type of language that you're saying and also how, how we speak to ourselves and how we define beauty for them. And this is really powerful. And the, the fact that it's coming from your dad too is just, um, it, it's amazing. It's really cool, cool to hear. Yeah. Well, thank you for that compliment. I, I appreciate that. And I, I love that, you know, our, our culture is having this conversation. I don't think we have it quite right yet. Um, but that, that people are asking the questions about, you know, redefining beauty and yes, what are the messages that we're sending to our daughters and our nieces, um, and our friends and ourselves. It's, it's so important because the words that we think and the words that we speak over ourselves, that, that becomes our reality. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so many questions around this that I want to get into, and I'm, I'm making a note to come back to this, but I, I can't move forward in the conversation without hearing more about your cystic acne story. I know a bit about this just from knowing you, but I really think this is going to resonate with everybody listening. Would you mind sharing a little bit about that? 
Sure. Yeah. And I'm glad that we actually talked about sort of my health issues early on in life because I 100% believe that they played into some of the health struggles that I was having in my early 20s, although I didn't initially make that connection. And at that point, I hadn't, again, I didn't know anything about the holistic world of health. So mm-hmm. um, all of this was kind of new to me. And, and it was sadly research that I had to do on my own because I wasn't hearing it from any doctor. So yeah, it was early 20s and I had had really great skin my whole life. And for those of you that don't know the story about Berlin skin, um, there's this long history of great skincare advice that's been passed down from my great grandma to my grandma to my mom. And they're all from Berlin. So that's, that's why um, the name Berlin skin, but it was this message of just this message of keep it simple with your skin, let your skin um, do its thing, thrive. Don't strip the moisture barrier. If you're only using a couple great products, that's all you need. Like don't overcomplicate things. And you don't really listen to that advice growing up <laughs> until you need it <laughs> later on in life. Um, but, Absolutely. Bath and body works all day. Oh <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> awful. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's sort of, I mean, her advice hit me after I started, um, kind of learning to heal, heal my body. And we had some great conversations following up to that. And that really sparked, uh, the idea for Berlin skin as a whole, but the cystic acne came out of nowhere. Like the, I got one, um, uh, like cyst on the middle of my forehead and I had no idea what it was. Cause again, I've had really clear skin, like great, um, more so like oily skin, uh, which, you don't like when you're a teenager, but as you start getting wrinkles and stuff, it's a blessing. Right. Um, so just like great dewy skin. I'm like, what is this thing? And it wouldn't go away for like three months. And then one day it popped and I'm like, Oh, that's a, that was like, is it that sucks, but I'm glad it's gone. And then pretty much every month after that, I started getting them consistently and in a very hormonal area too, which is like your cheeks and jaw And if you have had cystic acne, you know what I'm talking about. They don't go away. So they're on your face for like three plus months. Mm. And it's awful. Without popping, they're just, they're just, you, you, they don't typically come to a head until, I mean, it takes a couple months. So you can go and get, like, you could go to a dermatologist and get them like drained. Mm -hmm. Um, But then that can leave like scars. And that's not really like a, super sustainable maintenance plan. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's not like you can go get a facial and have them take care of it like normal acne. So super sucky, awful. Um, and I, my heart goes out to anyone struggling with that right now. Um, because not only are they crazy painful on your face, like on a physical level, but I mean, I didn't want to leave the house Yeah, because you can wear makeup, but skin texture. Like that's not really something that you can cover up. Mm-hmm. And so it got so bad that I was like, I, I don't like my face right now. Mm. This is awful. It hurts and I don't feel attractive. Mm. And I mean, I would, you know, when you want to fix something on your body, it's like, you'll pay anything. You just oh. like want it to get fixed. <laughs> yeah. Fix something that you hate. And so I was seeing dermatologists. I was getting facials like probably a couple times a month. 
like just trying everything to clear my skin and nothing was working. And this went on for a couple years. And again, the perfectionist in me, right? I'm like, screw this. I'm going to figure this out. Like, I'm just going to study and research like what's going on. How do I, how do I fix this? Because this is seriously awful. So I tried a lot of different things, but the, um, ticket for me was, I started thinking about what is happening internally in my body. So, and looking back now at this moment, my digestion had been horrible for probably a couple of years. Um, can I, my, in yeah. the digestion, do you mean like you weren't going to the bathroom every day? Were you getting hurt? Um, like what type of digestion? No, think like IBS. We're talking about all the fun stuff today. <laughs> oh, all of it. Um, <laughs> As always. That's, yeah. that's exactly I'm, I'm what the show book. is for. We should, <laughs> I'm an open we should book, call, so. we should call this show the open book. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, so sorry if this is too gnarly for anyone, but oh, yeah, definitely going to the bathroom enough too much and was like really skinny at that point, you know, cause my digestion was so off. Mm-hmm. Um, like I wasn't able to keep a lot of food in and, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was probably a little too skinny, but not on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time I didn't know anything really about like food sensitivities, uh, but I was definitely like pumping the bagels and that was not good. Like diet was not good, but yeah. So digestion, just not being able, not having a healthy gut in general. And so started learning about probiotics and how important gut health is. So that was off. And then uh, my hormones as well. So I was on the Marina, the IUD Mm -hmm. and didn't have any trouble with it. I would say for at least the first year. And then I started thinking and, and reading, right? Just the things that you can find on the internet, um, which is both good and bad. But I started reading about other people's experiences with this form of birth control. And I could not believe it. I was like, this is it. Like, like this what? is what's happening. Well, the way that it was affecting my, my hormones. So, and again, it's like, you go to the doctor and they're like, yeah, just uh, they, I think they even call it like a non-hormonal birth control, which is very misleading. Um, and well, were yeah, there other you won't get pregnant. Were there other symptoms? Um, other, yeah. Other than acne or? As far as, uh, oh, um, the acne, the, the bad gut health. And I think those were the two main things for uh, the oh, Mirena. Uh, um, I had really bad anxiety too. Mm. And I don't, I don't know if that was from the IUD, but again, like everything's off in my body. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's no surprise that your mental health is going to suffer too. Mm. It's so, yeah, I, a lot of things were off at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So I took the IUD out and, uh, the next month I, didn't get any more cystic acne. Oh my gosh. You're kidding. No. And I mean, you can imagine it's like the heavens are parting. I'm so excited, but also kind of mad, right? Yeah. (laughs) Like why, why didn't even anyone even that I was going to see, like raise the question (sighs) about, you know, what might be happening. Um, and so 
I started living totally different after that. And everyone, I want to say to, to everyone that's listening, everyone's body's different. Right. And I'm not anti-birth control at all. Um, but our, it's not a one size fits all. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think it's really important for us to, you know, with something like that, look at the options available to us, be willing to, to try things, but really be in tune with how is my body receiving this and like, how is it affecting it? And then just be your own advocate because no one knows your body, um, as well as, as you. So, you know, go see the doctors that you need to do take in, um, you know, the education and advice, but stand up for yourself and do your own research because you know your body best. Absolutely. So yeah, that, I mean, that's, I, after that, I was like, okay, I'm going to get super healthy no matter what it takes. Just, I want to be a healthy human being. And I mean, I was super into skincare at this point because I was trying everything topical. Mm -hmm. And around the same time, I started really getting into like essential oils and plants and realizing that they had this amazing power to heal the body too. And um, when it came to topical uses, there was like so many different things that you could do. And that was really exciting to me Mm -hmm. that I also had like another tool um, to, you know, get my skin healthy again. And um, I really stripped down my routine, um, started talking to my grandma again about her philosophy. And that was really empowering to me. And I didn't think that I would ever start a skincare line, like never in a million years, but enough of my friends and other women were coming to me, like sharing similar struggles. And I just became really passionate about it. But if you read my, a lot of my blog posts, and if you ever hear me speak, I, I never talk about the skin without first talking about like internal health and hormone health and digestion because they, it's not like you can do one and not do the other. They really have to like go hand in hand. Um, yeah. So yeah, absolutely. I I couldn't agree more. And I also think that I'm so glad that we're starting to have that conversation. I also am so, I'd also like your, I'd like your thoughts on this too, because I feel like this is where we can go down a really slippery slope where from my experience, it became disordered where it was like, oh, food is medicine, holistic health is everything. And just kind of became an obsession. Um, And I really started using my newfound knowledge around holistic health in a disordered way. So Wow. I, I'm curious. Yeah. And I, and I know that's my story. That's not yours, but I'm curious for you. How do you find the balance in just living life and going with the flow and feeling like you do have choices and you're not obsessed with internal health and all these things as, as well as just living from a holistic way too? How have you made that work for you? Yeah. Well, I know, and this is something that you talk about a lot is, is balance. Mm -hmm. And I think that that definition could be different for, um, from person to person, but I, I know what works for my body is when it comes to, um, diet, natural remedies, medicine, skincare. And at the end of the day, I know that I'm 
like the healthiest version of myself um, when I'm eating a certain way, when I'm taking care of my skin a certain way, when I'm, you know, meditating, taking time to rest. Mm-hmm. And I like that version of myself the best. And it's never been an obsessive theme for, thing for me. I think there's some discipline attached to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that when I'm eating trash, not getting enough sleep, treating my body poorly, I don't like that version of myself. That's like an exhausted version that doesn't have anything left to give to my family at the end of the day. So I don't know if I'm completely answering your question. No, you are. You are. You are. And I, I love this interpretation of it. And I think that it's so true. It's, it's going back to that core message of doing what works best for you and just being in the driver's seat of your own health and being curious and compassionate and, and looking at, at your health through that lens versus restrictive and obsessive. Um, you know, I've worked with a handful of clients who have different digestive issues and autoimmune conditions and are really trying to heal their relationship with food, um, and find that, that balance through figuring out what foods work best for them without it becoming just completely obsession, obsession driven. And Mm. I I think that you're hitting the nail on the head. It, It really comes down to just getting clear on what works best for my body. How do I want to feel? And what are the choices that I can make each day to feel good physically, mentally, and emotionally and looking at Mm -hmm. the whole picture of it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think I've always kind of, maybe it's because I've had so many health issues my whole life, but instead of being depressed about it, when something, you know, flares up in my body, I kind of think of it as like a challenge. Again, the achiever, if you're into the Enneagram, I'm a three. I was going to say, we're, are you a we're three? annoying? <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, you're not Hard. annoying. I have so Hard many three. <laughs> have so many threes in my life. My husband is a three. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, but again, like I've sort of seen it as like a challenge, like, okay, this is off in my body. And instead of obsessing or freaking out about it, Um, I'm going to use the knowledge that I have to get balance back. And then what I can't figure out, like, let's figure it out. Let's try some things. Let's see, let's see what works. And I think that has been a big shift for me because if you start freaking out, right, it's like overtakes your entire body and that's not good. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think just having sort of this, I don't know, level headedness about it, like this isn't the end of the world. I'm not dying. Um, but I do know what I, I can do to feel better. Um, and those choices look different from day to day. Um, but kind of like you said, like, however we can find like that, that best version of ourselves and what can we do to, to get there? Um, and I, I'm thankful now I feel like I'm in a place in my life where for me personally, I know what those things are. And I would just encourage people, like, if you are in a place where you feel devastated by your health or a diagnosis that you've been given, like, don't, don't give up. This isn't the end. There are so many resources available and healing is absolutely possible. I mean, we, we can do that through food. We can do that through natural sources. There's, there's so many things and we have a lot, you know, just living in this, this country that we do as far as specialists and stuff. So yeah, 
I don't know. Yeah. Ooh, this is so good. And this is so powerful because what you're, what you're speaking about is all mindset. Monica. I mean, it truly is. And I just have seen that show up in our conversation consistently. You really have this growth oriented mindset about how you live your life versus this all or nothing mindset. And that is, that is so powerful and is such a great example for everybody listening. And of course we're human and and we fall into that. Nothing's working cycle sometimes, but to really keep perspective in those moments of how can I just take the next step forward? What tools do I already have? What do I already know about the situation? Keeping things uh, practical versus catastrophic. That's, that's just such a beautiful interpretation of everything that you're, that you're explaining to us. Mm. So I'm curious how you started your business because you mentioned that people were coming to you and wanting to get information and you, you were talking more with your grandma and everything. So how did you actually get the idea that this was going to become a business and and what did that look like? Hmm. Yeah, I started, I mean, it started by making stuff just for myself, for my own routine and playing around, um, with different plants, specifically, um, like organic plants and essential oils. And I started seeing fantastic results for not only like breakouts, but, um, things like, uh, hyperpigmentation, um, or just like getting more moisture into my skin. And it felt like it was so exciting to me because it's like, man, any skin concern that I have, I feel like I can take care of with plants or like they can at least help a lot. And so it became really exciting to me. And I mean, I, I've always been a really creative person and I've worked in really creative environments. I used to work in, um, advertising and marketing. Um, that was my whole career before starting a business. And so I was around a lot of, uh, creative, more so like entrepreneurial people, um, which I'm really grateful for. Cause I don't think I would have ever even had an idea to like start a brand if I mm-hmm. wasn't in that sort of environment. So that was really cool. I'm really thankful for that. Even just the courage to do that, right. To like have yeah. an idea and make something out of it. Totally. So that was really empowering. And, um, so at the time I was working for, for an agency around a ton of creative people and I, the idea just came to me one day. I was like, man, what if I could like help other people with their skin by offering an, a really amazing product? Um, but the, the idea went a little bit further than that because there were organic skincare has been around since forever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's only, I would say the past really like three or four years that it's become more of a thing and, and more, I would call it like trendy even, but even back then, um, there weren't a lot of great brands that like you wanted to talk about. Like they were all really crunchy feeling like it was something, I mean, I love whole foods, but like you could really only get them at whole foods. Right. They weren't like, yeah, I was just thinking (laughs) that (laughs) there weren't like the, you know, beautiful modern apothecaries that you see now, which I love that those exist. Mm -hmm. And I love that like the clean beauty and skincare, um, sort of conversation has, you know, gotten us to where we are today. But at that point it was like, just really 
kind of, I don't have a, a better word than sort of just like hippie vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, when it came to like the packaging and like the formulas feeling like they were modern and something that you could just be really excited about. Um, and so I was like, all right, I know people, right? Like I, I know really like great people that can help me make this a beautiful brand that like someone would want to leave out on their bathroom shelf. Mm-hmm. And then I can do the work of making sure that the formulas are incredible. So yeah, the idea just kind of came to me randomly. And, um, obviously I was really passionate about skincare and skin health at that time. And, uh, so I just got really excited and began to research, like, how does one do this? <laughs> because I didn't even know where to start. Um, and I almost gave up like a lot of times because it just felt like too big of a thing. Like, who am I to mm. start a skincare line? Like, I'm not a esthetician. I have no formal education. Um, but luckily I didn't listen to that voice. And I just said, you know what? I'm going to do it. And I'm probably going to make a lot of mistakes, which I did. Um, and we're going to push through and I'm passionate enough about this and I want to help people enough. And I, I saw just this vision, um, that was really exciting to me. And, you know, here we are four years later and I, my mind is blown, like just looking at Berlin skin and all the people that have helped me get to where it's at today. And, all the, honestly, the best thing has been all the amazing people that I've met along the way. Like I have made lifelong friends, mm-hmm. um, just amazing people that I would, I would never have met. Um, so yeah, that's how the, that's how the idea came. I love that story. What's the, what's one of your most favorite moments in your business besides meeting the people? Because I also agree. And as a business owner, that's been one of mine as well too, just the connections and the community and, and the collaborations and everything. But is there a feature that you, that you were a part of or an event that you did, or what was, what was something in your business that you can look back on and think, Oh my gosh, that was such a cool moment. Wow. Oh my gosh. There have been so many. Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it really, I, I can't pinpoint one like defining moment that, you know, makes the others fade into the background, but this season actually really stands out as sort of a defining moment and kind of a turning page in the story of of Berlin skin. And, um, it's because I have a team now, which I wasn't even expecting to really have this year, but we've thankfully experienced a lot of growth to be able to support that. And, uh, there's five of us, all women on my team and it has been so empowering having such incredible people surrounding me that actually also believe in the company and the vision and what we're doing. And I was telling you earlier, Caitlin, before we hopped on, but I'm realizing that we can go so much further together than I could have on my own. And so I don't think of, you know, like one press mention or one event that I did, but I think of this season as being very special and not even something that I could have thought up on my own. It's, it's been pretty incredible how each one of these women have um, come into the company and just their stories and what they, what they bring to Berlin skin. Um, It, 
blows my mind uh, that I have that kind of support. And so this, yeah, this past season has been, I mean, it's really just been about three months so far and it's exciting um, because they, my team has a skill set and qualities um, that I don't have and they can do things that um, better than I could. And so I'm really just, I'm thankful for them at this point and we're, you know, I, I care about people a lot. I don't see people on my team as just an employee that helps me get stuff done. Like I see them as someone with a soul. And so we do like our Monday morning kickoff meetings, you know, talking about kind of key priorities for the week. But the first part of it um, is someone comes to the table and shares uh, something inspiring. But a lot of times we just go around and either do like a gratitude practice or a practice of something that we're hopeful for. Um, and this has really united us as, as a team. Sometimes we'll just do highs and lows. Like what were your highs and lows from this past week? Mm-hmm. Um, but we really are um, tight in that way. And we're, we're friends. And I know probably some business coaches would tell me, uh, that's not the best route to go. Like, don't, don't be friends, you know, with, uh, people in your business, but I just, it just has to be, business has to be more than profit and the bottom line. And if you dig deep to sort of into our values as a business and stuff, like I, it's not, it is about money, but it's not right. We're a for-profit business, but we have to be making a bigger impact on the people that are buying our products, the people that um, work for the company, how we're giving back in the money that we make. Like those things just, those are non-negotiable to me. Our sustainability practices, like how we're making, um, you know, we're either hurting or we're helping the environment, right? Through our brand. And so the goal is to be helping um, always in that way. So I don't know. I'm kind of rambling now, but, um, everyone on my team has those same values too. And so to be around like-minded people who, who, who get it is like, Whoa, okay. We can, we can do something big here and we can leave an impact on the world, even though we're, you know, this tiny little company, like we can do good in the world. Well, I, I will speak as a, as a product user of Berlin skin and, someone who has also begun building relationships with your team because we're doing collaborations and whatnot. And also like what we were saying before we hit record, you do have an amazing team and it is so clear that they are aligned with your values and the mission of your company. And that's just a direction that we're going in business right right now in our generation that I've been seeing over and over again. And, And something that I'm I'm really intentional about or try to be at least with my company as well too, but it's, it's not just a product. It's not just a service. It's authenticity and integrity and community. And when I have your, your face cream sitting on my bathroom shelf, I think about that. I think about, Mm. I think about the people behind the product and I, I also think about the care that went into making this product and also the fact that it's the most amazing face cream I've ever had on my face mm-hmm. ever. Oh, but thanks. It, it is. It's the full package and the fact that there is so much heart in your products. It, it really, um, people, people want to buy that. People want to become a part of that. It, it, 
it's just, it's more than just traditional business, which is exciting to me. So I, I, I think it's a huge win for you. I love, I love that this is your, your biggest win in your mind that you're sharing. Mm, Awesome. Yeah. Thanks. So I also want to talk about the industry that you're in because skincare and being in this industry that is so focused on anti-aging and youth and um, really targeting consumers from that fear-based perspective sometimes, Mm. how do you align your values with those industry standards? Where are you different? Where are you the same? What's your message in terms of anti-aging and how you communicate that to the women who are buying your products? Yeah, this is a really important conversation. It's a big one. And we're really intentional about this. I mean, we try not to use that phrase anti-aging because let's be honest, like every single person on this planet is aging. Thank you. <laughs> right? Thank we're you. all aging. We're so all aging. We're, we're pro-aging because that's a thing that we're all experiencing. <laughs> um, and you know, around this conversation, like I, I get it, right? Like no one wants to have wrinkles. No one wants to have, um, acne or sagging skin, but that's just the reality at certain stages of our life. Our skin is going to experience those things. And so we try to really just keep a positive message around healthy skin. Um, and then, you know, if you dig into all of our formulas, none of them are really harsh or exfoliating. So they'll never, strip the skin's um, moisture barrier. So we're really big on that. Um, Because if you have really great, um, um, if your skin's really moisturized, it's going to be less prone to like things like fine lines and wrinkles. So you can kind of maintain more of that youthful look. And so um, I'm all about healthy skin, right? And healthy looking skin. Like we all, we all want that. Um, But it goes a little bit deeper for us to like into the ritual of using plant-based products, um, like scent is very important to me as I'm formulating a product. And then just the experience of self-care and putting on these products morning and night. And right now we're really focusing on this message of rest as a lifestyle. Mm. And I mean, we're big on it. I'm big on it with my team. They know that if anything in the workplace is stressing them out, that is a problem. Nothing is ever an emergency. And if you aren't taking care of yourself, that's an issue. And so we're all pursuing this together as a team. And it's a message that um, we're putting out there into the world. And we want our customers to be invited in to this. And we think that um, our products can be a way for them to even have five or 10 minutes at night to do their skincare routine. And it's, you know, there's a sensorial um, experience that happens through aromatherapy, right? Um, And through essential oils, which we use in all of our products. And so, you know, putting a mask on and taking a couple minutes, like that's rest. And so I think more than like calling out the like, we don't say anti-aging and, mm-hmm. um, you know, we don't, we don't promote that. It's more of like, let's, let's bring in this other different message of skin health for sure. Mm-hmm. But using products like self-care products as a way to become a healthier 
um, an emotionally healthier person. Mm. Oh my gosh. I love that. And is that too big of a goal? Are we going to be able to do it? (laughs) I think that this is the direction that self care is hopefully headed. And, you know, I, I know that we've, we've talked about this offline before and how passionate I am about the concept of radical self care. And, mm-hmm. um, this is just such a beautiful example of that resting, taking care of, of yourself, um, adding in versus taking out and, and not feeling like it has to be this exquisite, exquisite measure every single time you think about a self-care activity. It can be as simple as not doing something. Yeah. This is awesome. And I think it's so aligned with, with your company and you keep talking about scent. And that's one of the things that I love so much about your products, Monica, they smell so good and they they do have this really beautiful sensory experience. Um, every time I have them, I, I just feel like I'm, I'm escaping in some way. Every time mm. I put them on, I feel like I'm just in a meditative state. They just are so soothing and without feeling overpowering either. They're, they're really, really beautifully executed. Oh, that makes me so happy. I mean, that, that really is the goal. That's the experience that we want people to be able to have. We want them to have that moment at home or wherever they are of just peace and, and rest. Mm -hmm. And I want to say too, you know, when it comes to keeping your skin, you know, healthy and beautiful, um, and, and youthful looking, um, which is, I, I get it. I know that's what everyone wants. I mean, there are so many natural things that you can do to like basically promote that. And, um, you know, we can't, turn back the clock or stop the clock. But like, I'm really big into, um, facial, facial massage or, um, gua sha. Uh, and then there's even treatments that you can do that are like non, non-invasive or crazy, um, or putting, you know, a toxin in your body. Like I'm a really big fan of micro needling. Mm. I think that that's a great way to naturally support collagen growth. It is a little bit um, more intense than just, you know, your, your plant-based skin routine at night. Um, so there's a lot of things that, that you can do that aren't Botox or fillers, which by the way, if you're into that, like to each their own. Um, and there's, there's no shame around that. And I, I just, I think that (laughs) it's such a, like, I know we've talked about this before too, Caitlin, it's like such a touchy subject. Like people are either super open about it or, um, you know, there's like, shaming and like the natural health world if you're into that but again like you you're in charge of your body and making your own decisions and whatever is right for you and i just encourage people because i get that question quite a bit just do your own research and look into um the risks and um versus the benefits and make a, a good decision whatever you feel like is is best for your body but I do like to mention that to people. There's so many other options out there and things that you can do even at home. What about, um, oh, I'm totally going to butcher this, Monica, but I, I'm, <laughs> can't help me out, but um, retinol, is it, it, is that the, yeah. The, yeah. So how do you feel about that? Uh, I like retinol. Um, I, there's, so retinol in, in its form is just vitamin A. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but the stuff that you can get like at the dermatologist is way more, uh, intense. Mm-hmm. So it's going to like, if you, if you've ever used anything that strong, like it'll, your face will peel, um, for like a couple of weeks before your skin gets used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm personally, I'm a bigger fan of like a natural, uh, form of vitamin A. Um, but retinol can be great. My only caution there, and, and this is the thing with any, product that's going to, um, be exfoliating for your skin too, is just, you really have to be careful about sun exposure Yeah, with retinol. So you have to be wearing an SPF with it or like covering your face because then you're going to have other issues where it can help with like cell turnover. It can also make your skin way more vulnerable to the sun. And then you'll have things like hyperpigmentation pop up, which isn't, isn't fun. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm no, I'm not against it. I'm not against it. I mean, it wouldn't be considered Typically, the ty- the types of retinol out there wouldn't be considered um, like natural, mm-hmm. uh, but I feel like there's some other brands too that are coming out with more. We haven't come out with one, but more like gentle forms. Um, so, yeah, but vitamin A is great. Awesome. Well, before I let you go, I this question keeps popping up in my mind, so I just want to cover it before before we end the interview, but how do you balance all of this? We've talked about that a few times throughout this conversation, but running a business, running a team, Mm. you have a baby at home, you have a husband, you, you're prioritizing rest as a, as a mission for your company. How do you, how do you take care of yourself in a way that is sustainable without losing your mind? Mm Hmm. TBD. <laughs> no, I, uh, it really is a process though. Right. And things are, are constantly changing. Um, but I feel like I have grown so much in this area. And I think the, the biggest thing for me is not feeling shame around asking for help. Mm. Yeah. And, and that has been very empowering for me. I feel like once I let that go, um, like those feelings of guilt, you know, even especially becoming a mom, like asking for help with, with my son, mm-hmm. I realized that, you know, in that specific example, like, wow, I am so much more balanced and healthier and I'm a better mom and I'm a better wife when I do have support and help with him. And then the same, same goes in my business, just realizing like, okay, I need support in this area. And I know how to, to make it happen and to ask for help. And I'm not going to feel bad about that mm-hmm. because I know at the end of the day, I'm not going to be a burnout person and I'm not going to be an unhealthy person. So that's been really huge. And then I'm really into um, like daily rituals and routine. So um, starting my morning out in a really intentional way with coffee, with prayer, meditation, taking in the world and not you know, just hopping into my work right away. Mm -hmm. I feel like if you can have a healthy morning routine that sets you up for the rest of your day, it's either like you either win the day in that moment or you lose it. And I know that, you know, life happens and you can't have this perfect, like serene, quiet morning every, every morning. But that's something that um, both my husband and I are committed to and our family, and we're even doing it with our son. So when he wakes up, it's quiet and we start by reading books and he drinks his milk, but it's not chaos. And so it's really this idea of having a quiet home in the morning. 
Mm. And that's something that we, we push for. And I feel like that quiet, um, follows me throughout the rest of my day. And then the other thing that I do is, um, like my gratitude practice. I do that in the morning and then I have an alarm on my phone at 1230 every day. And a lot of times like an employee will be with me and we just stop and (laughs) they know. And I say, all right, what are you, what are you grateful for today? And I know a lot of people talk about that, but until you start making that a habit in your life, you don't realize how life-changing it is. It, it is such a game changer. And I think that, that those sort of daily habits, um, bring the balance that I need to my life. And I know where to say no to things now. Um, and I'm okay with that. And I, I didn't used to be like that. I, I tried to do everything on my own. I wouldn't ask for help. I would say yes to every opportunity And I realized, wow, I don't like myself when I'm going this fast and I'm not healthy when I'm going this fast. And so I don't know, those things have really, I, like I said, I I don't feel like I've arrived in this area, but I think the, the rituals have been the biggest game changer. You're on the journey. It sounds like, I don't think we arrive ever. So no, clearly you're doing something right. This sounds amazing and (laughs) so inspiring. And I love the tip with setting your alarm for noon to have the gratitude practice. I'm, I'm going to do this as soon as we get off the call. Mm. I love that. Thank you, friend. Um, for sure. Where can everybody find you and follow you, fall in love with you, buy your products? We'll link everything mm. in the show notes. But <laughs> for everybody who's listening, if you haven't caught on, I am a huge Berlin skin fan. I've been using it for a couple of years now and it's totally changed my skin and I know you will love it too. So go ahead and pimp yourself out. Oh, thanks, Caitlin. Well, uh, you guys can find us at berlinskin.com. And uh, if you want to shop our products, you can shop them there. But if you have a local retailer, we're stocked in a lot of um, small apothecaries and spas. And um, I really like to encourage people to shop there first. So if you have a local retailer, especially this year, small businesses are taking a really big hit. So, um, and then you can go and experience the products and smell them and everything before you order online. So if you have that opportunity, you can see our retailers page on our website. Otherwise, um, you can order them straight from us. And then, uh, we're mostly active on our newsletter. We send one out every week. You can opt in on our website or, um, uh, Instagram at Berlin skin, Berlin.skin. Yeah. Love. Thanks, Monica. This, this has been so fun and I just appreciate you so much. I love just watching you grow and evolve and being your friend and your cheerleader and also knowing as part of your life now. It's, it's pretty cool. So thank you. Thank you, Caitlin. I really appreciate you having me on today. It's such a pleasure and giving you a, a virtual hug from afar. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> talk to you soon. All right. Bye. That's our show. Thank you to our producer, Stephanie Olea, our show manager, Shayla Anderson, and our incredible guest. If you want to stay connected and learn more about our guest today, click the show notes of this episode. And if this conversation resonated with you, please share it with a friend or leave a review so that we can continue to destigmatize these important conversations around our relationship with food and body and spread inspiration to more women. 
One last thing, please don't forget to hit subscribe so that you can save time and stay on top of each new episode every week. I'm sending you so much love, confidence, and strength. Talk to you soon. Thank you.